Welcome back to the Compound Podcast. This is episode 177. 177 That's of the right. Compound Podcast presented by Parse Rum. Go to Benny's. Go to your local liquor store. Ask about Parse. I was uh, at Wrigley. Of course, we get the Parse chance, but Bleacher Jeff left the stadium after the game and then sent tweeted a picture that he bought a bottle of Parse at the bar after the game, which we love to see. We love to see the people supporting full circle. Ian, the, there was a tweet. Yeah. That you threw $100. You're leaving that part out. You threw $100 up to Bleacher Jeff attached to a ball. Is that correct? Yeah. Well, I wanted to thank the left field uh, bleachers for the support. And so I threw kind of wrote a note. It's like, thanks for the support all year. You know, you guys are the best in baseball. Enjoy the game on me. So that Bleacher Jeff, I threw it to Jeff so that. He could get the section drinks and stuff. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I think I think a hundred. I think a hundred's a little light. You can't I know what you're making. I think well, hey, hey, it doesn't. It doesn't start <laughs> until next year, Dakota. But he got a signing bonus per per sources. Listen, I don't know. I didn't know. Can I be really honest with you? I didn't know how expensive a beer was in the probably yard. ten twelve dollars. Oh, it's probably twelve bucks a beer. How much is beer at Yankee Stadium, Tom? Too much. I, I don't even buy it. It's not worth it. If, it's if, legit like, like twelve dollars a beer. Yeah. It's, it's criminal how much it like I went to the Michigan State game this weekend. That's how much their beers are. They're like ten dollars a beer. So like, I imagine Yankee Stadium and Wrigley are even crazier. That's pretty it's pretty bananas amount of money for a beer. That's how they make their money, man. Yeah. Think of how many people did you drink. see yesterday? Tom, there was what fourteen people at Yankee Stadium yesterday because it was a makeup game like rainy. I'm like, I listen, like it, shit happens and it was disgusting out but the paid attendance was like 40 40,000 people so it's like you get all of that which is insane yeah, you still it get is, all the tickets it, it was yeah. a fit, it was like drizzling and there were about 17 people there on a monday afternoon it was a fitting end to the yankees home schedule were, were they were they officially eliminated by yesterday or was yesterday when they officially got eliminated i think i believe they were officially eliminated it doesn't, that's why, like, that's yeah. y- Yankees fans ain't going to a game if there's no playoff implications. That's just the way it is. Honestly, that would have been like one of the cooler games to go to as a fan. I feel like, oh yeah, it would be like, I mean, you could get the best, obviously the best seats, and like you could hear a bunch of shit. Like Ian, I remember you talking back in 2020 when you guys were playing. Like you could hear guys talk in the dugout like just having a conversation like yeah. i think that would have been pretty cool for a fan to you know experience for the first time i would have gone and sat i tried to get as close to the on deck as possible and just try to watch aaron judge the whole time i remember <laughs> that because that or ian said that like they had like benches clear one time and he goes you know like guys just talk shit but usually the other dugout can't hear them and they're no one there, so they could hear everything, so it didn't end well. Yeah. 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 That was a lesson you had to learn early in 20. No, no chirps that were too aggressive. Speaking yeah. speaking of that, we just came back from Oakland. And the first night in Oakland, when I tell you, like we were sitting in you've been there, right? Like, you know, the dugouts, they're small, like no no guard or anything, but you're so far away. And like yep. we'll tell for the people for the people in Oakland. It's massive, and you the dugouts are super far away from home plate, and there's more foul territory there than anywhere in baseball. It like, doesn't make any sense. And you walk down from the locker room, down a set of like cement stairs, and then you walk into the hot dog vendor who is making hot dogs and nacho cheese, and then you make a right, and you go around the hot dog vendor, and then you pop out. And you're in the crowd. The fans are on top of you. The fans are on top of you. And then you keep walking and you go on the field into the dugout. Now, the dugout is very far away from home plate. It's very, very small. There's no railing. There's no there's three stairs that are open to the entire field and a toilet and a bat rack. And that's it. Could you imagine that place in the playoffs when you have to walk up and down the tunnel with like when I say. If a, you saw the video of Rendon, you know, yoking that dude up from Oakland, like, yeah, they are on top of you. And the last, so the first game when we played there, there was nobody there. Like, we were in the first pitch, we were like in the dugout, guys were like, I mean, this is kind of like eerie. There's nobody here. 
And then I think the next two days there was more, I think more so for the Miggy, like Miggy's last time there. And then it was their last home series too. So the Sunday game, there was actually a decent amount of people there. And I mean, that fan base is wild. Like they were banging the drum the whole game. They all started chanting, you know, sell the team. Like I love that place. Sneaky. Like there's something about stop. We were, we were all talking. Only about person it. in history. Only no, person no, 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 no. in history. No, we were all talking in the dugout. Hey, that I think that's top three surfaces that I've played on. I picked the picture you sent up in center field was sick too. You sick. Went what is, I think it's called uh Mount Davis for Al Davis, the Raiders owner. Yeah, that was pretty. Cool. I mean, it's dude, obviously it's it sucks, but it, there's something about that place. It's gritty as fuck. But and Miggy you said be an A. I was going to say, no, you're Miggy, fluffing up the A's. Say, come get me. You're saying, come get Miggy, me to the A's right now. <laughs> Miggy said when they played there in the NLD or the ALDS, I think in 12 or 13 or 13 or 14, he said that was the cra- the scariest and craziest place he's ever played. I mean, I, it's, I could see it's that. fucking huge, bro. I, I could huge. see that place in the playoffs when they open it all oh, up, like being super electric. loud, super crazy, because it, it basically is a football stadium. But at the same time, you don't actually – like Obviously, like I don't it. love it, but there's there's some grit to that place, bro. Which again, I think it's a tough situation over there. Obviously, with everything that's going on, but I mean, the faithful, the A's faithful, whatever they're called, like they were out in right field for three games, just their little section, like doing their thing for twenty seven outs for nine innings, like passionate as shit. You know, they have a good. Huh? Oh, sorry, sorry. No, no, I'm saying like if they have a good team and they are willing to, you know, build up a team like that, like the place would be sick, sick, bro. When we went back, we were talking about it one night after the game, like, oh, man, like, could you imagine this place in the playoffs? And we all went back and watched when the Tigers played there. They had like a whiteout. And I mean, there was 50,000 people there, bro. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, we had one game there. It was the last game of the series, day game. It was uh, like the minor league games where the kids come to the ballpark and they sing like SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, we have one of those there. I do. I'm a fan of small dugouts, so I did like their dugout because everybody like has to be one. close to each other and like you get to hear everybody's chatter. So I did like the small dugouts. I do. There is there is something about the no railing too. I love that. But he and he said he likes Oakland. Yeah, I like the stadium. Dude, the That's surface is crazy. incredible. Bro, that's that's such a that's such an infielder's take. We that's everywhere I've ever played. Guys would hate a field, no matter how cool the stadium was. They're like, if the surface is shit, I don't like it. Yeah. Hey, you meet your new general manager? Uh, I have not. Another ex Cubby, right? Ex Cubby, yeah. Former Cubby. Yeah. Yeah. Greenberg went. Congrats to Jeff Greenberg for uh, becoming the GM of the. Detroit Tigers. He went to hockey for a year. So he left the he left the Cubbies, went to hockey for a year with the Blackhawks. Got, got Bedard. We'll give him complete and total credit for getting Bedard. Uh and then went and is hanging out with Scotty Harris now. Uh helping out with the Tigers. So congrats to him. Awesome. He was with the like, Cubs for a long time and really good dude. I feel like also more, Pittsburgh. Is that was that always a thing? But I feel like ever since it's like Theo, it's like the president of baseball ops basically runs everything. And then like the GM's like the second hand, like the right hand man to this president of baseball ops. Like, I feel like really yeah. it's like, obviously Scott Harris is running everything. And then like Greenberg's like his right hand man. I don't know when the switch became from like the GM to president of baseball operations because you used to think of like the GM running all the yeah. baseball side, like Billy Beams, general manager of the Oakland A's, and like he was running the whole show. Mm-hmm. Now it's a little bit, you know, the umbrella. I think because of the way the antitrust antitrust rules work in baseball, you can't advance or you you can't go to another position unless there's like a unless it's elevating. So your team, your team can let you go, but they have to ask you permission. Like, hey, can we interview Jeff Greenberg? Now, obviously, Jeff Greenberg was in hockey. This doesn't apply. But you know, can we interview Jeff Greenberg to be, a, you know, an assistant general manager? He's already an assistant general manager, and we want to keep him. No, you can't. But if they're like, hey, we want to interview Jeff Greenberg for a GM role, 
then it's oh. like I did because you that. when you go from team to team, you have to elevate your title. So that's part of the antitrust stuff um, that MLB has going on. But that, I think that's really probably smart. where it's probably where president of baseball ops came from. Is like, well, this guy is a GM already, and we want to take him and put him in this role, so we have to elevate him to another position. It's really smart. I actually did not know that that was a thing that you had to elevate if you like left for another team. Obviously, yeah. like if you get fired, you can go anywhere. If you get fired. But yeah. if you're leaving to go and take another job. Huh. Interesting. That's why that's why you're ML, you're our MLBPA guy. Hey. Smart Spend guy. all the time on the calls. To learn a thing or two. Hey, what what else is going on in the baseball world that we should talk about? Tom, uh, you yell about I the want, Yankees? No, you're not allowed. I want to start with the AO West. Because the AO West is nuts. Nuts. Diana's out there. It's a jungle. And, and I said it weeks ago. Right now, hang on, I'm pulling up the standings. Right now, the Mariners are out. They're game and a half out. Like, but there's a world where the Astros don't make the playoffs. That's crazy. So last night, the Astros and Mariners played, right? Yeah, and, and I think the Astros Verlander, won again. Verlander threw eight innings. Yeah. I mean, that's fucking outrageous. I'll say it. But they have two more games against each other, and if yeah. the Mariners win both, the Astros are out of the playoffs with three games left. And that's crazy because I feel like they're a team they have, that could win the whole thing. And they have Arizona coming in for their last series. Yeah, who needs to win too, which kind of helps you the, guys. That's, I mean, it's going to be a good series, I'm sure, for those guys. But the what, who who is playing? Is it the Mariners who are playing division games for like a week straight? Yeah, they play the yeah. Rangers after the Astros for four. Isn't that's like that's awesome? That's what you yeah. want. Yeah, you want Especially, those matches at the end you, of the year. That you basically control all of it. Yeah, which sucks the ra- in the end. The Rangers are kind of the Rangers are kind of doing it again, pulling away a little bit. They got a couple guys back too, right? They got a couple guys healthy and back. I, think I mean, they, won, they I think they just won their sixth straight or something like that, right? Yeah, but they've gone on I think two or three separate losing streaks this year where they've lost like seven and eight in a row, and it's like. Could you imagine also, if they just weathered that storm a little bit? It would be in much more comforting position. Yeah. There also is a way that both of them get in. If Toronto, if things at Toronto go backwards, I mean, Toronto's got a game and a half advantage and these teams are playing each other. So I bet you Toronto's feeling all right about their chances, but Toronto's Toronto also got to play the Yankees who, I mean, are eliminated, but, you know, still have the firepower to beat them, and then they got to go play the Rays, who are still trying to win the AL East. It's sick. It's cool that it's cool that it comes down to the last series that like you control your own destiny, but it also kind of sucks in that like you lose two of three in the last series of the year, and it's like that's why you miss the playoffs. That's, when you play yeah. 162 games. Yep. Like that's tough. There's going to be a lot of exciting games over the next week. Do you think? Do you like the format that we're in now? So you have three wildcard teams. Obviously, we're expanded from where we were. If this was three, four years ago, we're talking about only two teams making it in for these final spots. We don't play game 163 anymore. You know, we're going to do tiebreakers if it comes down to it. Like, Do you think that this format has made the last couple weeks or months of baseball more exciting? Tom hates change, so we're going to let Tom go last. I think for sure, because the Mariners would be three games out right now of the Blue Jays and would basically have to, like, win out. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they're playing the Astros, but, like, they'd be three back of the Blue Jays who are the second wild card, and they'd be like, ah, not looking great. But instead, they win these next two games, and they're in the wild card, and the Astros are out. I love it. When did- yeah, I think I, – I, I totally agree. I think this is a way better. Although, you know, 163 was sick. Um Ian, I'm sorry. I know you guys had a uh, who was that? An 18. Pretty tough here. Yeah. Um, but no, I up. think yeah, I think this format is is way better. You just get, um, I mean, you get those last final games, those last series, and then you have a, was a three game series, right? Yeah, I I I think the the concept of 163 was really cool for for like a one day, like holy shit, the seasons all come down to like 160, like the. How the how do we not figure this out over 162? We got to play one more. Cool concept. It didn't happen very often, but cool concept. But the practicality of what it does to your team to then 
if you lose 160, if you win 163, you don't have to go to the wild card and you go to the division series and you're like, fuck yeah, we get a couple days. If you lose the game, now you have to go play a wild card team who's got a day off. You've just burned, you know, you've played 162 hard to try to win, you know, probably burned one of your best pitchers. Then you're burning your best dude in 163 because it's like we win this game, we get to straight to the division series, don't even have to play the wild card. Now you're on, you know, your number two or three guy for the wild card game. Um, just like not when the practicality of the format wasn't great. I think the three game set in baseball makes so much sense. Playing one game just doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's really nice. And I think the fact that there's more teams in it and competing like these last two wildcard spots in both divisions have been so fun to follow and like the people are engaged there's more fan bases in it like excited about it i think that part and like a week ago tom was charting out all the different scenarios that the yankees could still make the playoffs so like he was like oh my god we're only six games back we're still in it if we just win out and maybe <laughs> go after Toronto as a fan base. Like we could actually do this. And so like up till maybe yesterday, Tom thought the Yankees could still make the playoffs. So that's a, that's a nice thing, right, Tom? Yep. Great. <laughs> Ian, how does the, the playoff picture, like who plays who, like does the one and two seeds, are they automatically in the division round? I'm not, I have not so seen the, how the six, the top out. two, the top two records mm-hmm. of the division winners yep. get a buy. So Braves Dodgers will get a buy. Brave Dodgers get a buy. Okay. Then the last wild card team, so the, the last one in, which would be the sixth seed, plays the division winner that doesn't get the buy. So Milwaukee plays whoever is the last one could, in. Could be you guys or the Diamondbacks. Yeah. And then four plays five or the Marlins. Yeah. So it's kind of crazy. That kind of sucks for the, and it has to be the division winners. Correct. Obviously. Like, like the Rays have a better record than the Rangers, but if the Rays are in the wild card, they'll have to play in the wild card. Not yes. Get a pet, which is kind of crazy because there's seven games better than the Rangers, but they're going to have to go to a wild card. And well, yeah, yeah, but okay, yeah, but the twins will go to the what, yeah, and that was the whole point of the structure when we were talking about this and trying to figure it out when bargaining was we have to make sure there's something that incentivizes teams to win the division and like as Mm -hmm. a reward for winning the division because winning the division is such like that used to be the only thing that mattered, like go in a division. And, and have that banner and then figure out what the playoffs look like, but like go win the division. Cause it's, it's a big deal. And we didn't want a system. Nobody wanted a system where you win the division and then you just get thrown right into the playoffs. And it's like, you could, cause in baseball, it's not, it's not basketball where like a one plays an eight and like that series is not the one's not losing, you know, well, except yeah. last year like, when the heat won, but yes, but yes, you are, talk, you are, you are, you are correct. About that. that was yes. the first time ever, right? Mm-hmm. And so you do, you just didn't want a situation where you play all year like that, and then you know the one goes in and has to play a three game set and gets bounced right away, and you're like, well, what did we do? What did we win 107 games for this year? It does kind of bounce right away. It does stink though that it's very realistic that obviously the Twins already clinched the division, but like the Mariners or Astros could finish with a better record and miss the playoffs. And the twins just happen to be in the AL central and they're in the playoffs. Yeah. Which is something like if there, if there is a realignment expansion and a realignment discussion, I'm sure that there'll be a big discussion on format and like what that looks like. But I just think winning your division is like, you play those teams all the time. Like you win the division, like you get that. It's that's a cool thing. And that should be, it should be important. It's just crazy that the Rays, if they win their last five games and like the Orioles win four of their last five or six, the Rays could have a hundred wins and be a wild card team. Like that's nuts. Well, remember, yeah, I remember the year in uh, a couple of years ago in the West when San Fran had that was at 21. San Fran had that oh, amazing yeah. run and won like 107. The Dodgers won 106 or 105. Yeah. And they played each other. Like, it was ridiculous. They play each other in the wild card or in the wild card or in the division? Might have been the division. 
Yeah, I think the it was division the series, like right away. One of them had to play in the wild card, then they played to. Yeah, the Dodgers beat the Cardinals in the wild card, then beat them. In the yeah, division. and then they had to play them in the division series. It's just like we talk about the NL wild card now. It's crazy as well. Another battle. Also crazy. Similar situation. We got we got five teams in it. I'd say the Phillies are pretty safe. I don't think they've officially clinched, but the Phillies, I think, just have to win one game and they clinch a playoff spot. Dude, they're yeah. the Phillies. Hang on, Zach. Hang on. Yeah, 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 Hang yeah, on. Yeah. Ian, who's who's yeah. the NL wild card brought to us by? It's brought to us by uh AG1. AG1. Athletic Greens. Drink your greens. Just keep yelling AG1. All great athletes <laughs> have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. And that starts with optimizing whole body health. A lot of them also take AG1. AG1 is great for recovery before you guys didn't really catch on to that. AG1 is great for recovery before a workout or even after when you need a boost. Sometimes Dakota drinks his AG1s right before bed. Sometimes he drinks them right when he gets up. Sometimes he wakes up in the middle of the night and walks over (laughs) and has a a little AG1 blender right next to him. It's a comprehensive solution for what you need from your supplement routine. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1. This is a little different. Drinkag1.com slash compound. Drinkag1.com slash compound today. Zach, what were you saying about the Phillies? The Phillies, they are doing it right. You know, like last year, bro, last year went to the World Series lost obviously whatever and then this year people were like oh you know they didn't get out to a good start trey turner didn't play well um and like oh they're just hung over from the world series they were last year was a fluke blah blah blah. they've been i don't know if if you could say under the radar um but i mean it sucks because the braves are in that division and they just won every game they played this year so the phillies don't really get that recognition but like what they did you know kind of weathered the storm all year and then the middle towards the end of the year just got hot and firing on all cylinders. It's like, that is exactly the bull. In in my opinion, the blueprint on what to do. If, if you could control like Dakota, you know, I always say like with Duke, like in the, in basketball, I'm like, I don't want you going in there on like a 12 game winning streak. Cause guess odds are against you. You know, you don't want to be 30 and zero going into the NCAA tournament. No, Cause guess what? You're going to lose. So like if you you know you go through the hard the, the hard times throughout the year and then you get to October and you're like hey let's ride we've done this before Ian if you guys can shoot the gap of just go ahead and let the Diamondbacks take the second wild card they can take the Phillies and then you guys can play the Brewers like I'm not saying you'll beat the Brewers right? I'm not trying to jinx you here but I'm saying if you can shoot the gap right between the Marlins and D-backs and not have to face the Phillies in the wild card I think you'd like that a little better Phillies are a hot team. I would not want to see them in a three-game set right now. Obviously, you'll take love, you'll take just love to be in the playoffs. Yeah, I know, in the playoffs, I know, but I'm just saying six games left. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna take it one day at a time. You want to hear no. a number? God, we're gonna play. This, we're gonna play the game today. We're gonna play that, the game that today. answer that answer is like the answer you get when you're playing 2K Madden or the show <laughs> when you're you have a creative player and it's like, all right, you, the manager wants to talk to you. Do you want to say A, B, or C? <laughs> You want to hear a disgusting stat? Do it again tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. Ian will love this stat because he's a big run differential guy. Maybe he won't love it. Cubs are tied with the D-backs right now for the second wild card slash third wild card. Marlins are a game back of them. The run differential for the Diamondbacks, minus 18. Run differential for the Marlins, minus 51. Run differential for the Cubbies, plus 101. That's crazy. That's wild, and everybody's in the same boat. And they're in the same spot. And then you got the Padres, three games below 500, five and a half back at plus 90. I was going to say, they've got to be close to 100. That's why run differential to me is such a weird – like, it just doesn't – so weird, bro. I don't understand. Like, obviously, you understand it, but if you lose, you lose. And if you win, you win. doesn't matter if you win by 100, if you lose by 100. Yeah. Exactly. Zach, they could hire you for the end of the league department upstairs. I think they'd like that. That's answer. it. I mean, <laughs> hey guys, when you lose, lose, you lose, you lose, boys. Roll I mean, hey, why why is that why is that even a stat besides something to talk about? It doesn't it doesn't, it doesn't I, mean I would anything. Say, I'm sure there are some correlations, but like 
You get blown out 10 times a year. It doesn't really matter. You still lose. Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm with you, Zach. Ian, Ian hates Zach. that, but. It, I did see a stat that, like, if we don't make the playoffs, it would be, depending on where the run differential lands, it would be, like, one of the highest run differentials to ever not make the playoffs. Who, uh, who's, who's Steel tonight? Who's the next two? Carl Mar? Steel, Jamo, Stroman. Steel, Jamo, Stroman slash Javier. And then we Big, would go piggyback Javier. probably, like, probably Hendricks, Wicks. or Back to Steel. Wicks, Hendricks, Steel, something like that. How many days off are there before the wild card? Just one. Ooh. Just so one, you- yeah. So I think, you know, there's a lot of different scenarios for those last couple games, depending on what's going on. But, like, I think, you know, no matter what this year, it's be pretty tough for it not to come down to 162. So it's not like you can rest somebody to line them up for a game. You know, I think just win these next play. five. And then you can start, you can call someone up for the last start. You know, and you rest, rest some guys. You guys finish in Milwaukee, right? Yep. Yeah. I mean, that's basically a home game for you guys anyway, right? Oh, you, you, you said it. You said it. No. Ooh. I mean, mean it, no. really, it really is. That's though. sick for you guys. I'm saying, like, it would have been sick to play at home for if you guys need that. La- Obviously, you need that last series, but it's not like you're going to somewhere. I mean, you guys travel anyway, but. It's, it's not nice like that it's close. not like you're going to it's Philly. Yeah, it's or... like you're going to Miami or something where it's like yeah. fuck, like you don't really it's see nice many that, fans. Yeah. Like, it's nice that it's close. Uh, you know, I'm sure families and you know people will come up from Chicago, which is nice. Um, there will be a couple of days. There will be fifteen thousand Cubs fans in that stadium. Yeah, bro. Hundred. It's a, it's like it's like forty forty five thousand. It's big and like it it's going to be loud. I mean, it's going to be. I bet it's a third be of them will be Cubs weekend. fans. It's gonna be it's gonna be a fun series. It always is. I mean, we've played played such good games with them all year. Um, What's it like? Uh, but you know what? We're just gonna we're gonna play hard today. Uh, we're, gonna go out, we're gonna go out there and give it our best today, and then we'll uh, we'll worry about tomorrow after that. Give us some insight and like what's going on in the locker room. Like, are guys like just excited? Like, it's got to be fun. Like, this has to be awesome. Yeah, you know what I mean, just, Zach? Like, I just, bet it's a blast. It's either it, right it's now. either like guys don't talk about it because it kind of, you know, amps everybody up a little bit because it's it goes without being said, right? I mean, yeah. everybody knows what's at stake. Everybody, you know, I don't want to say that you guys weren't really a team that anybody expected to be there, but, like, it's so sick I to mean, be in that position. Yeah, you know, like, you guys were, what was what were you, like, 12 games six, under 500? Six weeks in, six, six weeks in, I did not expect you to be here, I'll be honest. Right, and then you guys, you know, you went on a run, you stayed hot, usually, you know, when – I don't want to say when usually, but like teams go on a run and then they just completely come back down to earth. Like mm-hmm. you guys, you have stayed up in everything throughout the year, you know, and it's not like, I don't know. I, it's, I think you guys are in as a fan, obviously in such a sick position, like following you guys where, like I said, you're not, I don't want to say not supposed to be there, but nobody expects you to be there. And you guys played well for, you know, three quarters of the year, like, I don't want to say house money, but it's sick. It's such I, a I think privilege the, to be in that position. Yeah. I mean, I think the group, like the group's just pushing. Like everybody, everybody knows that we're good enough. Like everybody knows that we got the guys in the room to do it. And like everybody's just pushing. There's we got the same group pretty much. It plays every day. Like yeah. we got the same group plays every day. All the boys, you know, it's late in the year. We got six left. Like we've been doing this for a long time. So like all the boys are taking care of their bodies, taking care of their shit, like just trying to be out there as healthy as possible, playing like everybody's playing hard as shit. <laughs> it's like, you know, you go through those stretches where you're not scoring runs or, you know, you're playing like close games every day. And it's just like, it's a grind. Like you're, you're playing close games every day. Like everybody's like when you're, when you don't get the run in from second base, like in the second inning, like you're like, fuck me. And then you're just, yeah. Hey, do it again. I'm going to get another chance later in the game. And it's just all of that. Just every, every day is a pretty similar, like high pressure kind of like, Hey, we're all doing whatever we can today to win. And that's been going on for us for two weeks. Three. I mean, you know, right. it was going on like heavy, for, heavy for us around the trade deadline, but like we were stomping teams and we were like on an absolute heater. And, you know, the last, the last kind of, two weeks like it's been 
you know, close games, maybe more than that. I mean, we haven't been able to like come out of a game because we are either getting our dicks kicked in or like we're, we're, you know, up 10 for, you know, we had one this week before that we hadn't had like for four weeks. So we've just been in close games all the time. Like think of that series in Detroit, Zach, like we've been doing that for a month. Yeah. And so you're just in it all the time. You know, obviously bullpen's all banged up. We've had some starters that are banged up. And so, you know, we're just trying to piece it together and it's get through these last six. Those games that are hard on you, on your body, and obviously mentally, you, you're done after the game. And it's like, you know, first bus is like 45 minutes after a game. And then the next one's like an hour or something. You don't move for like 15 minutes out of your chair. You're just like, that was a fucking any close game, not like even game 100, you know, or 80. Like, you're just like, holy fuck, dude, that was a mentally taxing game. And like you said, you've been doing you've been in this position for a few weeks now. Like every game, it feels like is game seven. And like you just you have to be so mentally gassed, but also mentally strong where it's like, hey, bro, like we got to keep going. You got to keep going. You have a week left or whatever it is. And it, it's a lot, dude. It is a lot, let alone. 162 game season. Well, that's why it was yeah, probably nice just, last week. You had the one where you had the big lead, got our guy JY in there for a little base knock for you. I mean, yeah, that was there. great. I mean, that was the first time. This is the first time we've had one of those in, I'm not kidding you, a month. And it was just nice to, hey, man. Yep. We're good. Everybody's good. Let's, uh, yeah. Take a little breather. Take an, yeah. Take an inning off, watch baseball. Like it's when you play every, day and you don't ever get to watch baseball you know because you're just in it like even when you get a couple innings just like step away and watch like the game and get some perspective it gets very nice crazy it's it's funny you're saying this recently as a team we were like when you can sit and watch a game at home and you just see like a play like not routine but like wow that was a sick play you don't really appreciate it as much during the game you're just like okay that's an out we got one out like you sit back and you're like, wow, that was fucking yeah. sick. Like, and when you get that on the bench, when you like, you can't go back in or you, you know, whatever, you know, you're not playing. It's like, wow, like he made that look really easy. Or like, wow, like he got the guy over with two strikes, you know, nasty matchup. Like that was fucking sick. And like you said, you have such an appreciation for it when you can kind of sit back, take a step and be like, wow, that was that's hard to do, but it made it look really easy. But those are probably also awesome, those close games. Oh, when you win, dude, they're the best. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that last series against Colorado, you guys are at home and like the fans are probably going nuts and you win a one-run game. You win a three – like you win three close games and it's like you know how big those games are. Like that probably makes it even cooler, especially at home in Wrigley, knowing how bad you need it. It was really cool to finish off the season at Wrigley. You know, Obviously, we dropped two or three of the Pirates um, at the first part of that homestand and you know we're 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 grinding a little bit you know we got kind of had a tough stretch when arizona came in beat us up and then we go on the road have a tough road trip not what we wanted and then we come home and the pirates take two or three from us and we're like okay and to need to go wins. out win three in a row yeah to go out and win three in a row finish off the home season for us home regular season like that was a nice way to end it and to you know get that one run win you know, thank the fans, do the whole wave on the field thing. And that was, that was nice. You don't want to lose that last game at home and then yeah. have them be all sad. Cause then it's, then it's a sad. Thanks guys. Yeah. Sorry. For sure. You know what I want to talk about really quick? Bruce Bolt. Bruce Bolt. Yes. That's exactly what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the best batting gloves in the game. Batting gloves that I wear with the bolt on them, the lightning bolt. They're called Bruce Bolts. I have two different colors. I have white with baby blue and an all baby blue pair. Best leather in the game. I just was actually hanging with uh, Humble Bragg. I was hanging with a good friend, Johnny Lester. He is kids are rocking the Bruce Bolts. They're, they're team's baby blue, so he's rocking little kids. Little Hudson and Walker walking, rocking the uh, baby blue Bruce Bolts. It's so, so sick. I'm pretty proud of that. Pretty proud of that. Um Go to brucebolt.us. That's brucebolt.us to pick up I st- some batting gloves today. Maybe a little fall ball, maybe a little off-season training. Brucebolt.us. I still haven't used the the baby blue golf glove. I'm just, I don't want to get it dirty. 
Danny I used I used the gold one, yesterday. but the, what'd you say? I was playing I played with Danny and, and Lester yesterday and uh Danny Mueller was rocking the the baby blue Bruce Bolt. I just it looks so nice. I want to keep it I want to keep it nice. I don't want to get it dirty. I, I use the other one. I like to keep that one fresh. I'll get you another one. Because I think one. of that blue one is, I was like, this is Ian's. Like, this is Ian's glove. It's his colors. And he's a Bruce Bolt yeah. guy. Zach. Zach. Nope. Yep. I was going to, I didn't know if you were going to say it. So I'm not the host. Sorry. Go ahead. Hand up. Zach, we're, we're towards the end of the season here. Miggy's played 1 million games in yep. the big leagues. Been there for 20 years. What do you got on last week of, Miguel Cabrera. It's it's kind of hard because like all year, you know, every or every once a series on the road, it's like, oh, we've Miggy tribute, whatever, 10 minutes before the anthem, like everybody get out there. And like when I first came up, I was like, oh my God, this is so sick. And like it just gets sicker and sicker. Like watching what he's done, every team has a video for him. And then every hit he gets, he passes somebody. And I don't think we really had um, a chance to think about like, Hey, this is truly the last two home series of his career. And we are on the road and we're like, Holy shit, this is Miggy's last fight. You know, this is Miggy's last, this, this is Miggy's last that. And, you know, having the off day yesterday to kind of, it's fun. Like, we're all like, man, like these next six games are going to be wild. You know, like obviously everybody's going to want to go to that last game, but I'm sure people are going to try to go to these next five before that. And every game, every at bat is going to feel like he's chasing 500 again. Every at bat is going to feel like he's chasing 3000. And, you know, like on the off day, you kind of almost had like a mental reset. Like, Hey, this is obviously, you know, we have six games left, but you're going to be able to watch something really special on the next week. You know, like there's signs everywhere in Detroit, you know, they're putting the special um, tigers colors up for, for Miggy. And I don't think, you know, he's he's done such a good job this year of really not making hit. Like, he, he, he doesn't want any of the spotlight. You know, like, anytime he does, like, he has the recognition, he's just like, yeah, thank you. Like, anytime somebody tries to get him, you know, a, a call at home plate, he's just like, no, 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 here we go. Come on, let's keep it going. Like, he's done such a good job where he just doesn't want it to make it about him. But we're all like, Miggy, this is literally about you. Yeah. And – Watching it for, you know, parts of three years, it's just been so like he has been unbelievable every step of, you know, everybody knew that it was kind of coming to an end the last however many years. We didn't know if it was the year before or this year. And when I say like he is the same guy every single day, you know, like I had a reporter ask me, he's doing a story on, you know, your favorite Miggy stories. And I was like, I don't know if I have one specifically, but like any, you know, I've been sent up and down a hundred times, but anytime that I walk into Comerica or anytime I walk into the stadium and he's there, he just has a smile, you know, ear to ear makes you feel like you're a part of the team, makes you feel like you're welcome. And he doesn't have to do that. Like he's done everything in this, in this game you could do. And for him to just be a great teammate, you know, and being out there for everybody, you know, even if he's in the, if he's DHing and he's not, you know, I don't want to say locked in, but you hit a homer or you get a hit two innings before and he's getting ready to hit. He'll make sure he's like, Shorty, that was sick, bro. Like, and it's just like it goes a little bit. It go, you know, it, it goes a little bit longer with him and being able to to watch what's going to happen these next six, six days is just going to be truly incredible. You got to be rooting so hard the last game of the season for him to get a hit so that they can pinch run for him to get him. Oh, off the field. Yeah, yeah, we're trying. We're trying to get it out of AJ of what his plan is and he won't he won't spill the beans um it's interesting because what do you do what do you do do you take him out if 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 his first at bat if he gets a knock do you just yank him well that was what that's what they did with jeter to see six well has he played the field all this year no well they did it with jeter he has never played the field no bro no i mean you could play him at you could play him at (laughs) You could play him at first and take him That's out in what, the sixth. Right. Do you – dude, it's – there's and people are like, well, who's going to go in for him? You're going to be the pinch runner. You're going to be on TV forever. I hope it's oh. you. Um, 
Well, that's what remember with Jeter, he got at that hit at Fenway yeah. in like the second inning in like field he single. Was, looking, was it was Girardi was still there? Yeah. And like he was like, What do you want to do? And Jeter's like, ah, I'm good. I'm done. Let's I'm head good, on bro. Now. Like, I'm I'm all right. I got my hit. Let's call it. And uh yeah, I mean it's it's a tough, it's tough because uh, but he I know he passed Adrian Beltre this last week. He needs one more double to be like top. I don't know what it is, 15 or 17. And then he needs one more homer to be top 25. So we're out. We're telling Maybe you got to, you got to start coming. You got to start coming unglued, bro. You got to start coming unglued. That's just not his swing though. It never, no, it's not. It's not. I've obviously never been around. Like we're talking about Miguel Cabrera here. It's one of the best right-handed hitters of all time. Mm -hmm. Probably top two, three of our generation, right? Him and pull and, same, throw somebody else in there. Um, trout, you could probably throw a trout in there already. Yeah. But little, yeah, yeah. But seeing teammates going through some of that stuff, like some of the last things, you know, I got to watch Lackey this last year. You know, his, like his determination and excitement to like have a last team dinner. Like he was so excited to have, like, hey man, this might be the last one of these that I can host. And like he was like, get whatever you want as many bottles of wine as you want. Like I'm paying like, this is maybe the last time I get to do this. Like those little things, um, you know, that you kind of see as guys transition out of the game, like it's unbelievable. And like, even sometimes when guys like you, they're going to be free agents and you know, this is maybe their last game. They're going to get to play at Wrigley after five, six years or like those little things They're They mean a lot. And like, it's, yeah. it's a tough part of the year for guys to like have that, like, Oh shit. Like this is, transition or that time and like those i think what the reds did with Fado was awesome yeah like what uh it's it's crazy like he's spent however many years you know 15 years here 16 17 years here and it's just like boom like hey years. yeah like hey you're done you're done playing here you know yep. and it's like what the fuck what am i supposed to do you know do you and think I, he's gonna be around he's gonna be yeah some sort he'll just Pop in, pop out. But I mean, it's he still does something every day where I'm like, I mean, whether it's guessing a pitch, what a guy's going to throw. And it's, of course, it's spot on. And like, we were playing against the Angels last week or two weeks ago, and we're up three nothing in the ninth inning, three nothing or three one in the ninth. They end up tying it. And, you know, with the runner on second, Miggy, Miggy's leading off. And we're like, I mean, Miggy's getting this guy over no matter what, like it's Miggy, of course, first or second pitch, he gets a ball down the right field line, slugs it. And we're just like, what the, f-? like, you know, how hard it is to do that as a righty against a guy throwing absolute bowling ball sinkers. Like, and this guy is just first or second pitch. Like, yeah, I know. Still got it. And it's like, that guy was doing that every single day for 20 years with slug too, like mixing in a Homer, mixing in two doubles at, and that, it's just, at that park. Yeah. Like what the fuck, man? I'm looking at his stats right now <clears throat> from 05 to 16. He hit over 300 all every year, except one. And even the one year he didn't hit over 300, he hit 37 homers and 127 ribbies. I was thinking, I don't know. Like, you know, the voters always think like defense and they think of everything. Do you think he's another unanimous hall of fame? He's got uh, like 95%, right? I, like, there, I there's going to be, there's going to be somebody who says like, oh, I know he's going to get in. So I'm going to vote for Johnny, whoever. He's yeah. In, you know, but like, um, I mean, 306, 3,168 hits, 510 homers, 1878 RBIs. Like it's about as unanimous as it gets. Like bro, this guy's a Hall of Famer. And he could have won back-to-back triple crowns, except the, year, yeah. the second year, Chris Davis hit like 50 homers or whatever it was. Yeah. You know, like. What's, what? I want to read you those back-to-back seasons. It was 12 and 13. In 2012, he hit 330 with 44 and 139. The next year, he hit 348 mm. with 44 again and 137. And he didn't lead in homers or RBIs that year. Bro, 30? How many? What did he hit? 348, you said? 348 that year. Bro, he he that 11 to 13. He hit 344, 330, 348. That is so. You know when a guy gets called up and they get like two hits, 
or like three hits and like their numbers are obviously inflated on the scoreboard. You have like a one dot for like two weeks. Yeah. yeah that's what his that guy did that for fucking. <laughs> yeah, bro. His like, whole career. Yeah. What? Yeah. I wonder, oh, you know what I'm thinking God. about? How the Cardinals are going to do Wainwright's last. Cause like he's probably going to pitch one of those last three games against the Reds at home. That's you know, wild. Do you take him out after you have yeah, like, you really him, warming up in the tunnel? Like, do you, yeah. Do you let him? Do you let him just throw like one inning? You know, he's got two hundred wins. He's got two hundred, right? He's. Do you let him? You know, is, is he going to want to throw? Like, he's a competitor. You might want to go out yeah, there. I was going to say six, six, seven innings. I think if you're a like, manager, you have to ask him, like, "Hey, man, what do you yeah, want to do?" Yeah, whatever he wants to do. And like, do they? How do they take him out? Like, do they just take him out in huge standing O, or like? Is Yadi hiding in the tunnel and Yadi just like full unit comes and takes him out? I don't know, but that'll be pretty cool to see. They're gonna, I mean, they're gonna they do because Pujols came to Yadi's right when they were and they all walked off the field together. They were playing together. Yeah, he was still on the team. Yeah, Pujols. Yeah, no, it wasn't Pujols on the Dodgers. Dude, he finished his career with St. Louis and he hit seven hundred pumps. What are we doing? Are we all right? Lock it in. Remember. Remember, he, he played his St. last Louis. year. Played his last year in St. Louis, and then got super hot in the second half and hit a million homers. Oh, he hit. He hit seven hundred at Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Yes. Okay. By the way, speaking of another unanimous, like Albert Pujols has got to be unanimous. 100%. I mean, like that shouldn't. Like, I don't care if you're like, ah, like he's gonna get in anyway. Like, no. Like he, you need to vote for him. You know. You know what I heard in the outfield bleachers a couple of days ago, and I was like. Oh my god! What? I turn around and there's two guys and they go, E R C, E R C, and I was like, yes, yes. Real quick, is that a real story? Or did you make that up? No, no, it's a hundred percent. Happened to me in L.A. too real. at Dodger Stadium. It happened to me <laughs> after the anthem. Some guy is sitting next to our no dugout. Way. I swear, I don't believe Zach. I believe Ian. I I I swear I promise. On Chop's you. life. On Chop's, Chop's life. life. Chop's All life. Right, I believe you. I believe you, dude. And I was like, Omega counting to lose your hands. <laughs> yes, dude. It was it was the best thing I've ever heard. But the employee retention credit ERC is a government tax incentive that helps small businesses uh, get back up to twenty six thousand dollars per employee for overpayment of payroll taxes during the pandemic. If you were a business. Owner with five to five hundred W two employees who continue to pay taxes and employ staff during the pandemic, you could recover up to twenty six thousand dollars. Don't miss out on your small business tax credit, even if you got a PPP loan. Call eight hundred six four three Cubs or visit smallbizcashback.com slash Cubs. That's smallbiz with the Z cashback.com slash Cubs for a free consultation. E R C. ERC. Is there you got something, Dakota? No, I was just chanting ERC with you. Yeah. No. I'm very excited for the last week of baseball. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a really good one. I don't know if you guys saw last thing I just wanted to hit that the Evan Longoria is still playing. He's in a playoff run for with the Diamondbacks right now. Um still looks unbelievable in a uniform. We just played him a bunch. Guy, guy can wear a uniform. He guy is, can wear a uni. You, if you can build a baseball player, you just build a human being to play baseball. It's Evan Longoria. I remember back to he went to Long Beach, right? He's a Long Beach State guy. I remember like him playing in college and coming up and like being this absolute stud for Tampa. Unbelievable career. One of the coolest moments like early in my career was we went to Tampa in went to Tampa in 17 and playing against him being like I used his glove in college like one of the coolest one of the coolest things about this job was I got to meet him one time when we were out in Arizona and I got to tell him he was one of the first players I ever got to see as like a huge prospect coming up because he got drafted I think third or fourth overall by the Rays came and played in Hudson Valley where I had season tickets as a kid for a week and was Looks like I thought he was the greatest baseball player on earth at that point. He hit a ball that still was, yeah, he hit a ball that was still the furthest ball I've ever seen hit at any level anywhere. And I got to tell him that story, and he was like, Oh, yeah, they were gonna send me to Vesalia in high A, but they were on the all star break, so I went there for a week. 
And it's crazy how something like one little thing like that could happen. And then that he became one. I felt similar to you, even though he's in the Yankees division, one of my favorite players from my entire childhood. And I think really underrated as, as a guy of that generation, really, really, really talented. And I think anybody, you know, our age who hit right-handed at some point tried Evan Longoria's swing, yep. like such a sick move. Like it was him and pool host and like those cup, the, Sheffield like there wasn't that many right-handed swings that you really wanted to like copy he was one of them and playing against him in Tampa my first year I was playing left field and he hit me this like hooked laser in the left center gap and I made a diving catch and I was like holy shit he just made a diving catch on Evan Longoria that's just fucking unbelievable and you know he's had an unbelievable career but in in um at the trop they put a statue up of his that was 162 right game 162 last game of the year where he hooked that ball right over the 315 sign at the iconic celebration so super cool they did that for him didn't wait for him to retire like a cool moment for the organization and for him he's a legend there uh and just really awesome to see do you want to get into the screen times yep sloan. screen times from sloan i love sloan i love Thank toilet you. flushers I'm just sloan's so got the best ones on in the Sundays. business Sloan is the world's leading manufacturer of commercial plumbing systems. Companies at the forefront of the green building movement and provides smart, sustainable, and hygienic restroom solutions by manufacturing water-efficient products, including flushometers, faucet sink systems, soap dispensers, and fixtures for commercial, industrial, and institutional markets worldwide. Visit Sloan.com to learn more. Screen time from yesterday, right? Yeah, thank God it's not Sunday. I almost reached double digits on Sunday. No one's beating me. I had six hours on the dot. Fuck. Six twenty. Ah. Five hours on the dot. Tom. Two hours and four minutes. That's just. That's that's just that's just being present. Just being present, hanging with your friends. That's telling me you're locked in on a playoff race. Slash your slash your golf game. Yep. What'd you shoot yesterday? Shot seventy six. Mm, had to think about it. I got there being a couple, a uh, couple of foot wedges in there. Seventy six. I uh, I was playing. I was playing pretty good. Didn't make a ton of long putts or any really. Maybe one, but I was making a bunch of five footers. Hit it okay. Driver wasn't as good as I wanted, and I went bogey, double to finish, and it hurt my soul. Um, but it was a really fun time. Had a blast. Love that. Zach, I talk you up to everyone I ever golf with. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I I, st- I still got you beaten half. If you guys, I'm going to be scared to golf because I haven't golfed in probably two months. Um, and you I probably was won't having, do that at all next week. You probably. I was having golf. some driver issues, so I'm pretty scared to get back out there. Thanks. This is. I just want to say really quick. This is the last pod of the regular season. It's been a great season. Thank you, Tom, for always making time. And it was schedules yes, were tough. I know we record sometimes at midnight Eastern. We're finding time, been grinding it out through the year, and it's been a fun season. I'm looking forward to the pre-postseason pod next week. We'll keep this thing rolling, but thank you to everybody for listening throughout the season. That's episode 177 of the Compound Podcast. See you next week.